church boys. So we begin our show today. Um, apparently, we have a hero in our midst. I didn't even know that he had these these tendencies, but someone went around saving a helpless animal yesterday. So, uh, Lucas, you're the hero of the week. Why, why don't you enlighten the audience as to what happened? Uh, yes. So. Uh, <laughs> So we've been talking about the renovations at my house a little right. bit. Which, by the way, by the way, hoity-toity pastor man, uh, got a new, you showed us just before we started to record, showed us your fancy new stove top. Which is, yes, I do yeah. have a new stove top. And Benny Hinn has a new stove top. Yeah, that's yeah. about it how is it an, is. It's an undermount induction. Uh, we're actually the first five burner in America, which I just found out. Like so, you your house? Our house is the first five burner unit in America of, of this particular product. So this so the is a way. So, called, so we the, should get a sponsorship from these guys for me mentioning this, but the, we, we don't have one at this point. And the company is called Invisicook. They're out of Germany, right? And um, it is induction heating, and it mounts underneath a um, porcelain uh, countertop, and it works just through kind of magnetic field. And so there's no burners on the surface. It's just countertop space. And you kind of set your pan over where the burner is at. And you kind of have to like find it and it beeps. And then it's, you know, it, it so uh, you're landed does, on it. Does the counter match the rest of your counters in your kitchen? Or is it look? Oh, like yeah, you couldn't. If you walked into my kitchen, you aside from the fact that there's like a little thing that looks like an old school car stereo, yeah. like in the face plate of the uh, countertop right below it. Right. You would you would think like, where's your stove, dude? Like, so um, how long have you been a Kardashian? When did <laughs> well, this happen? You know. I, uh, it's, it's, uh, I can't keep up. I keep it up. There's no keeping up. There's no keeping up, but at any rate. So, but now, so so wait, the stove, it's the first five burner. I see you didn't tell us this until right this minute. So now we have to ask this, this is new information. So like this, did they design it for you or like, no, we're going to start selling five burners and you just happened to be the first one we sold it to. So they've been selling four burners. We have a rep here locally that has a pretty large territory that we've been doing like some other business with. And we had ordered the four burner and then Chrissy saw on the website like, oh, there's a five burner. And he's like, well, they're actually that's just in Europe right now. They haven't done those here. <laughs> and so he said, but let me try to put in an order for it and see what they say. And um, they've just started like had plans to launch them, I think, in the US. And my understanding is we got the very first one. Okay, so so okay, so there's a so there's a chance, right? Because this is the first one in America and it's brand new technology here. There's a chance that this could lead to your house burning to the ground. Well, I mean, let's look at all the other things that have gone on at the Miles house. Okay, they tried to build a pond that collapsed twelve times on itself and then killed all the fish. <laughs> yeah, the fish are dead. Right, the fish are dead. The fish are dead. Yeah. Didn't you knock down a wall um, that wasn't supposed to get knocked down in your house? No, no. I thought I, th- I thought I heard a story about knocking down a wrong wall or something. Wasn't that? I thought that was no. Weird. I mean, okay. there's been a lot of stuff that's been wrong. With we fired our first contractor. We have a great team right now. Our contractors it's right you now and, are killing because it because it's you and Chrissy. <laughs> no, we have we have we have some okay. guys. We have we have we have people. Doug and, the pond uh, guy is now yeah. demolishing walls. What's I the, did reach out to him to see if he could help me inside on some stuff, but he was not feeling. What's very the good, so. what's the over under on number of days before? you accidentally burn your hand on this new thing because you can't tell that it's on. Right. Well, and I keep like wanting to, like you're like, I wonder if it's hot now, you know? And so, yeah, there's there's probably a high likelihood that that's going to happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, if our you downstairs leave, if you leave it, is... If you leave it on, like you could... It I, turns off. Oh, it does? Well, no. If there's no pot on top of it, there's no heat. Oh, okay. 
So it has to have a magnetic field in order to create heat. So it's do you have to use special pots? Do you have to use special pots? They have to be magnetic. Yeah. So you couldn't use like stoneware or you know glass or something else for it. It has but to like be a it has magnetic. to be a, it has to be a metal pot. I mean, it doesn't does it have to be a pot that they that company has designed? No, no. They okay. they. I mean, of course they have their own right. Oh, but sure. they you know you can get any induction. And okay. So not all metal is magnetic. Right. And so it has to be a magnetic metal pot. That's fascinating. I mean, I just can't with this entire thing. Okay, but this anyway. is not why people come to our show. Let's talk about the real story here, this and is, that is... Well, this is why... Well, I guess, you know, anybody who's not wealthy at this point is thinking, wow. That's this, exactly. This, That's what I'm doing. I'm, yeah. I mean, so, I, yeah, check I, I out, want one. Check out Invisicook. This show is not <laughs> sponsored by Invisicook, but, but... you want them to go there. Yeah. What does uh, your shirt say right now? It says defund the media. Okay. Oh wow. Well, where did That's you steal yeah. that? Where did you steal that shirt? I, got this, I know I you didn't. Given buy, I know you didn't pay for it. That's for sure. Brendan Leslie. Ah. I'll give him a shout out down in Florida. I don't know if you know him or not. He I don't know what's down there. Possessed by the spirit of Maga's past. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. But, so we got to get back to the hero story. Can, let's okay. get back to the hero story. I don't story. believe that you were a hero, but yes, continue okay. this so, trade. The we've been doing construction. We have moved because the downstairs is almost done. We've moved upstairs, and we're demoing some stuff upstairs. Right. And I'm doing a lot more of this myself than I did downstairs. That sounds like a bad to, idea. To, uh, you know, kind of <laughs> save a buck. And so I called a buddy of mine, and he's a regular listener, Nathan Rivers. So I'll give him a Hello, shout Nathan. out here. Uh, this is like Nathan, the show of I'm shout outs. So we should have Nathan on sometime because he's got a, he's got an incredible testimony. And uh, he actually does a lot of um, – he's a recovery coach. And so helping people with all sorts of uh, – you know, addictions and getting them, you know, like the celebrate recovery, the celebrate recovery thing or so he kind of has his own program that he does okay. and uh, works with facilities. So his, you know, his would be more uh, people that are looking for uh, maybe, uh, you know, um, I don't even know the term, like basically in treatment, you know, uh, stays and these things where they're looking to, you know, kind of do a program for 30 days or something like that, that they uh, uh, they need some support. So uh, but I called him and his oldest son. Uh, I said, hey, what's the chance that he wants to come over here and make a buck? And Nathan's and they have they have a whole slew of kids. And, and uh, he said, oh, well, I'll drop him off. So he dropped off his son. And this, um, you know, he's I think he is he's probably eighth grade, I think. And oh, I could good. be wrong so, on that. So Nathan's probably laughing at me. But all right, Mr. See, eighth I, grader here, here, 14, yeah, we'll, here, 14 year old. Why don't you have yeah. some responsibility for the construction of my house? That's yes, exactly. Brilliant. And so I have a dumpster out front that we had dropped off and we had a bunch of stuff that like needed to come like drywall and lumber and stuff like that that had to come from the upstairs into the dumpster. And it was and I have all my books, which, you you know, I mean, you can see these behind me. My office is not fully put together yet. All of these were upstairs because they were doing the floors in my office and I had to get them out of here. So I said, look, I'm going to pay you a dollar a trip or down the stairs with stuff. So every trip that you do, I'll give you a buck. So was he and, smart enough to carry one book at a time? Well, I told him, I said, it has to be like legitimate handfuls of stuff. Okay. So he made 135 trips. Wow. Up and down my stairs. And, uh, and so I hooked him up and, but he got all my books down. And so he did this while I was, you know, working on other things upstairs. So, um, so when you made him that and, offer, how many how many chips did you expect that he would make? I kind of had in my mind that it would be a hundred. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, it went over, and so and then he helped me out some more upstairs with some other demo and stuff. But um, uh, so while this was happening, we basically just had the front door open, 
and it warmed up a little bit yesterday and today it's like total blizzard here but um we uh we had the front door open so he could just kind of go in and out with these you know eight foot pieces of you know two by fours or whatever that he's hauling out there in the dumpster and i didn't know this but my cat got out while the door was open and it had been some time that we had not seen bruce the cat and uh we'll just let this play in the background (laughs) go ahead so so um the you know the uh, my buddy's kid leaves and and you know Christy and I are kind of taking inventory and she's like have you seen the cat in a while and I'm like no I haven't seen the cat in a while I'm like I think he's under the bed and so she goes and looks under the bed no cat and she's like he's not here so we kind of start this like somewhat frantic search of the house that becomes increasingly more frantic and we realize that like he's not here and we have Which like seems wood. like a great opportunity. Exactly. That's what I was cat. thinking. <laughs> right. This cat. is true. So this would have been like, so, my, oh, the cat's I, gone. I, oh, no. I loathe cats. Oh, with every, I would have her. You know, I would, that's our creation I would, mistake. I would rather have a hive of yellow jackets in my house than a single cat. <laughs> <laughs> or the bird. The bird that would peck at your window. Jerk bird. Exactly. <laughs> we need him back. So, you know, um... You know, we lost our dog last year. We had to put her down. And and so, you know, we're doing inventory on the house. And we determine, you know, we have big woods behind our house and all sorts of crazy animals around here. And and so just uh, an we've FY- just gotten the cat to close. Just an FYI, the recording of the cat that I have is an hour long. So go ahead. <laughs> I'm so excited about that. <laughs> There's nothing worse than a cat. Can we put in a memo to our producer that we need to somehow get Chris to not have control of everything? I mean, I just, um, I'm trying to okay, understand I'll turn the, why you were sad about missing it. But um, anyway, continue. Go ahead. Because I have a wife. Because oh, she, I have a wife. So Billy. is the cat really more hers than yours? Uh, she was the one who brought him home. Yes. Did she? No. Okay, okay, did, number one. Okay. Did she? Yes. Did she bring? Did she? Did she pay money for this cat? No. It was a. It was a farm rescue cat. Oh, yeah! Okay. It was a little puffball when we got him. Okay, so at least you weren't, so, she wasn't dumb enough to actually shell out, you know, good money for yes, us. Yes, correct, correct. Okay. So we um, we start searching. We go outside. I drive around the block. She's looking in the backyard. Of course, it's getting colder. It's starting to like sleet, you know, snow, rain sort of thing uh. that it's doing. And I finally get a flashlight. I'm like, look, our cat is fat. I don't see any like tracks in the snow where like he left and went far away. Like, he's got to be, like, under our porch or something. What's his name? So, his name's Bruce. Bruce. Jenner. So, um... The cat. Used, and, to, be, used uh, to be a dog. So, I get, I get, like, to the edge of the porch, and, like, from the one side of our house, you can kind of look down through the porch. Um, and did we lose Billy? <laughs> I just tur- I turned myself off. You turned me off. I was actually trying to turn my audio off, but I hit the wrong button. You've turned our our listeners off. That's what you've turned off. Well, I mean, they're listening to a story about a cat. I think we accomplished turning our listeners off about five minutes ago. He's been doing that for years. You guys hadn't kept interrupting. Well, Well, nobody understands why you're sad about a cat. We're interested. And we're interested in knowing your story and what's going on in your life, Lucas. Don't you want someone to care? Long story short. You almost lost a cat. I see. unfortunately didn't. see. No, it gets better. So I see underneath the deck, I see two like animal eyes. Two little wee beady eyes. And so I'm like, 
that's our cat, you know? And so I'm like, Chrissy, I found him. He's under here. And so we start like going, come here, Bruce, come on, you know? And then all of a sudden this cat like explodes out from under the deck and it's not our cat. <laughs> it's some random cat that's there. Ooh, another one. And, and it's another cat. And now it's ours. I've never seen it before. And I'm like, I thought for sure that was a cat. So I look back under there and our cat's under there too. So do you, th but do, you think, he, do you think this is a cat that Bruce well, knew? Like his little girlfriend or something? It could be a girlfriend. Now our cat's neutered, but okay. Um, our cat was like way in the back under our porch, and like was not budging. Hmm. So we tried to coax him out with like food, clean him. Forty-five minutes. I'm freezing. You know, I'm already like getting over being sick. I was coughing and everything so else. Are you telling like, me that the cat was uncooperative? I mean, it was clearly the trying to find the portal. Uncooperative. Huh. It was trying to find the portal back to the pits of hell where cats <laughs> come from. <laughs> Couldn't find it. Okay, let's let so him finish. So, because his... I've been doing all this construction, I had a hammer and a crowbar close by. Oh yes, naturally. So I was, I was able to kind of like shine my flashlight through the cracks of my deck until I found like exactly where he was. And then I started like basically pulling up the boards of my deck and ripping my deck apart. Took out, broke one, took two others, and finally we were able to like grab him and get him out. So I had to get up early and repair that before our other guys came over and had to use the front porch. But the cat. Oh, we lost him. Say that again. You had to you had to do something, and then we lost you for a second. You glitched. Can you hear me? Yes. The kit. Yeah, so I had to rip off. I, I ripped off the boards off the porch, got the cat out finally, and uh, put everything back together. But the cat is rescued. The porch still needs some work, but um, he's safe. All right. Yay. Yay. So it's, I mean, it's, uh, seems like an unhappy ending when to you, me. When you told me you got out the hammer and the crowbar, I was <laughs> hoping for a different ending to this story, but instead you decided to destroy your porch and. Does your cat have like Save the retractable the nails and all that? Like, do you have, or did you have him declawed? We got his. We this might upset some listeners, but we got our cat declawed in his front um, paws. Did you just have so the claws? Have was the cat. best decision we've ever made. Did you decide it was we did it for like three days? Yeah, that's if you're gonna have a cat, just declawed. I mean, you would keep the back ones. Clearly, you'd have to have those, but get rid of the front ones. In fact, I would suggest cutting off the entire front legs of the cat. Peta. It's it's saved our furniture. Peta sure. has alarm bells going off right now. Oh, I hope so. Can you imagine how great that would be for our show if Peta starts? <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I advocate we'd go, we'd go to number one in the communist country of California. <laughs> By the way, Uganda. Thank you very much. <laughs> and that other country I'd never heard of until this week. What was it? What well, I, I sent it even... to you, Billy. What, what was, was it? Something. It was like something kits. It was. It's, it's, it's a little island nation in. The Caribbean. Oh, I gotta yeah. find it now. I have before we we start. Here we go. It is Saint Kitts and Nevis. Saint Lucia. No, Saint Kitts and Nevis. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. I, it's a uh, I I look I had to look it up and go. That's we like were number we Indies, were number eleven in that country I, uh, that I had never heard of until I saw it on our rankings. And were we like number six in Uganda or something? What was That's it? Two. So. We need to listen. We need people here in America to listen harder. That's what we need to do. So yeah, 
Mm-hmm. And not get cats. Um, All right. So should we start the show? Yeah. And then we'll Speaking talk of America, let's. We should start the show. We'll start the show, and then we'll talk about the Catholics, I guess. All right. Ladies and gentlemen. Hello. From the sublime to the ridiculous, but mostly ridiculous. Billy Hollowell. Hey, does this suit make me look fat? It's not what he said, you ignorant wretch. Chris Field. Fat guy in a little coat. Let me tell you why I suck. Lucas Miles. I want you to forget what you saw here today. Aw, I've interrupted happy time. The Church Boys. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I hate these guys. Right, I well, be- I got to tell you, as the show's starting, I just retweeted a beautiful photo of I you, Chris. I saw that. I don't know what I, it I is. Blame You're the, holding a I, mask up to your face. I blame the wife. We, our church had a uh, had a Valentine's dinner on Monday. So it was it was an all-church, all-community. Everybody in the community was permitted to come. And it wasn't just for couples. It was a whole family thing. So kids were there and everything. It was just it was for the community. And they had a photo booth area. So my wife and I had to take them. My wife insisted on our taking a photo. So uh, we did that. Well, I feel I feel bad for everybody who well, witnessed fe- that. Well, I and I felt pretty when we did it, which was nice. I don't uh, usually get to have, do that. So, um, you know, I think I, so. Before, I was worried that when Billy said that, it, it was like a COVID mask, and I'm glad that <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, it was a CPAP. Um, so <laughs> be, before we started the show, there I was. I had mentioned we were going to talk about the Catholics, and so I think if we're ever going to have the Catholic, uh, like do stories about the Catholic Church. Which is fine, and not in any sort of negative way. Um, we need to have a like we had the COVID update, COVID, I, whatever. I think that we need a Catholic update clip, and this is what I think we should use. At the U.S. Capitol, I'm Kate Scanlon, EWTN News in depth. There we go. So that is our Catholic update stinger. So, so <laughs> did you guys hear about this story this week in the Catholic Church? What happened? I did. I, it's a, some priest in Arizona. I didn't look up this. I haven't looked up the story. You guys can fill me so, in. So, Lucas, fill in the blanks. Yeah, I was just reading it. He, the priest, for twenty years had been performing baptisms, and the baptism rite has to be said a very specific way. And instead of saying "I baptize you," right. and he said "We baptize you in," I believe that was the issue, right, Lucas? And because he didn't use the exact wording, yeah. Yeah. he's resigned this priest and every baptism he presided over until June of last year they're is all in, null and void. Well, they're all in question, right? They don't know for certain that he said it wrong on every case. Right? But like, excuse me, there's like thousands, if not tens of thousands of baptisms in question, <laughs> which also from what I understood from something I read today was that that put some like a bunch of marriages in question as well. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Well, no, because I can't. I mean, I can't imagine it because it's happening. I feel like this is one of those things where you're like, the intentions were fine. I know this isn't how some denominations work. The intentions were fine. He meant what he meant. It was off a little bit. It shouldn't matter. It's kind of strange to me that it matters. I get, but but I know that my Catholic friends are going to push back on me. But but it is a little. Well, I heard so, some, I heard let me let me, uh, let me read this from the article. Yeah. So this is uh, this is from NPR.org. It says, as far as the diocese is aware, all of the other sacraments that Arango, uh, the priest name, conferred are valid. But because baptism is quote the uh, the sacrament that grants access to all the others, 
meaning the other sacraments, a botched baptism could invalidate any subsequent sacraments, including confirmation, marriage, and holy orders. What this means for you, this is a quote, if your baptism was invalid and you've received other sacraments, you may need to repeat some or all of those sacraments after you are validly baptized as well. Can you imagine? I mean... At the U.S. Capitol, I'm Kate Scanlon, EWTN News in depth. Can you imagine? I, I don't want to be overly critical. Because I'm holding back from being, but I, but I feel like so. This is my perspective, and we, and and look, I have lots of family members and friends who are Catholic, and we have lots of great disagreements and right. wonderful conversations about this stuff. But this is where I think our biggest different, my biggest differences come up with, you know, a church structure, not just the Catholic Church, you know where you would say, okay, well, this thing happened. It wasn't like he was performing a Satanist ritual. It was a little bit off from what they wanted him to say. Again, I just, my struggle is like, I think that what's in your heart and the intention behind it and the authenticity of it is far more important than reading from a manual and delivering something. Right now that's my evangelical. And, and I, and, and that was my impression too, when I first read it, but then I got to thinking like, you know, if remember when um, when tr- was it when Trump was sworn in and Chief Justice Roberts <laughs> got it wrong because he had it memorized, but then he got it wrong and he had to re-swear him in because it has to be the exact words. Now I'm not I'm not going. I don't mean to equate our you know federalist system of government to the Catholic. I don't mean that in any. But in that regard, they had to redo it because they had screwed up the word. The wording had been screwed up a little bit, and in this case. I, I think I get it. And if you're someone who believes like the Catholic Church does that that these words matter in making things certain things happen within the church, for instance, if during communion a priest gets the words wrong, doesn't that mean that the bread and wine don't turn into the flesh and blood? I, yeah, yeah. When, when you have communion, yeah, I mean, the that's example not, too. Like we don't we don't believe that as Protestants. Wine, go ahead. Right. Yeah. And so like they they gave the example in the article, like if for some reason the priests serve milk instead of, you know, offered wine as a sacrament, that that would not, that milk would not, you know, turn into, you know, the blood of Christ right. in the in the process of offering sacrament. So, yeah, I mean, they would take these things very so seriously. it's really easy and for us the, as Protestants the, to blow that off. And, and But I also think it, it's easy for us right? to say, like, I would say I think that that's not theology I would agree with. So, like, these are pinpoint, these are, these are points of contention they're probably some of the bigger points of contention, honestly, where I would say like my actual issue is with the structure of, I mean, you get, so, and I know, I'm not trying to be overly critical. I have a, I have a really good friend from college. He's super Catholic and I'm super not. And we have really amazing conversations about this stuff, but you know, you gave a government example, Chris, right? right. And I get it, but I would say a government example should not apply to a church example. It does in this case because of how it's viewed, but that's actually the problem that I have that I have with it, right? Right. Is but that regardless, that be... but I mean, we have our we have our views on this. As Protestants, we don't agree with the Catholic Church on a lot of things. There are some things we agree with, but a lot of things we don't. That sure. said, well, I have look... to try to understand from their point of view. This this is a this is a serious screw up. I mean, this guy, this is what they would call a fuster clock to me. I mean, the real. I mean, if the words of the priest have to be exact in order for you know, I, I, this sounds negative, for magical so, things to happen or for spiritual things to happen, then you can't screw those things up. Sorry, Lucas, you were lagging for a second. Go ahead. So, yeah, you're fine. Um, the, you know, if you look at, like, 
Protestant, and if you know, there's a big debate on do we in the name of Jesus or do we baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so you have some churches that will baptize you in the name of Jesus, and then other churches that will baptize you in the name of the Father, the latter. Um, but that's a big conversation. We would have people that if they just saw somebody baptizing them in the name of Jesus and not in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, may shoot that. Um, you know, would they go as far to say that isn't them? Probably people would. Um, I mean, there's similar about, you know, with this, you know, female, uh, you know, and they would feed, you know, people that are on the side of this uh, uh, equation that, that, you know, women can't, you know, uh, preach or can't serve in the church in some capacity. They would say that's not a church service if a woman is speaking. You know, right. they would just invalidate that as even calling it a church. Um, and so you have, I think there are some equivalents in the Protestant world. Um, Catholic, they view that, that it is who, who baptizes. And the priest is, when he says I, the priest is not saying I as in the priest. The priest is saying, "I, if I, and I think I'm correct on this, if, uh, one of our partners, uh, time, all time right. Out, time out for just a second. Time out, time out for just a second. Time. In, in that he is offering this on behalf, sort of that, that's that, that. Can you, we, Lucas, you're you're glitching a whole bunch again. Can you re, can you refresh your, getting it out? I know it's this it's this program we're using, but. I, I think it's important for you to for people to hear what you were just saying, but I don't want it to get lost, right? So, so can you restate? Yeah, we're gonna have to switch next week. <laughs> we're gonna get him. Luke is gonna refresh. He's coming right back here in just a second. But I think I think Billy, one of the things that we have to remember is: listen, it doesn't matter if we believe it or not, right? It doesn't matter if we believe or agree with the Catholic Church on how this stuff works. It's our stance on the Catholic Church's theology or or however they prescribe the the rules of their church is immaterial the fact is according to the rules of the church those baptisms weren't legit right i might as a protestant i think god understands right but that's not how that faith works that's not how the catholic church works and that's sure and and my argument is it's a great time to talk about why it may not be the best way to approach it that way yeah, and, which and, i know is a harsher way of wording it than than you and, might but. and i think that that's a fair discussion to have i think that that's i think that's i think that's i think it's a totally fair discussion to have i just think that it's we have to remember like this isn't our that's not our that's not our faith. I don't want to say I'm not our faith, but you understand what I'm saying. That's not the church that we belong to. I don't get to set the rules for the Catholic Church. It's their rules. It's just like if a yeah, Muslim, and, and look, if a Muslim mosque had things, similar problems. There's plenty of things that we do that Catholics would say that's wrong theology, right? right. So, and I think these are good conversations to have. All right, back do. to you, Lucas. Yeah, so what I was saying is that when, when a priest baptizes somebody and says, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that um, what we are, what what they're saying is they're not saying that I baptize you as in the priest. They are saying I, as in Jesus, acting as a stand-in for, right. baptizes the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Right. And so the reason why this was an issue wasn't because it was we the church versus I the priest. It was validating in their minds, I, as in just being, doing the baptism. Right. 
Right, right, right. All right. So anything else we need to cover here on this? At the U.S. Capitol, I'm Kate Scanlon, EWTN News in depth. I just had to throw that no. in because I can't, I, no. I can never tire of hearing her lovely voice. I so. think, you know, and to my Catholic friends who are listening, you know, I think disagreeing over these things is is fine. We should have good conversations about it and, you know, whatever. I mean, it's, uh, but yeah, I have nothing else. I think closing out with Kate Scanlon, I should have just shut up and let that be the end of it. <laughs> Because who who doesn't love a good Kate Scanlon clip? Exactly. Hey, Lucas, if you can hear me, maybe try turning your camera off. I mean, not that I don't want to see you, but maybe that will help with, I don't maybe cause fewer glitches. I don't, it's really okay. weird what's happening because it's, uh, believe it or not, we actually want to hear what you have to say. Um, so what was the other thing we were going to bring up? We had oh. Lucas's hero story, the Catholic Church. Finland. Oh, yes, Finland. Yes, Finland. I didn't pull up that audio. Was there audio you wanted me to pull from that? I, that's a long interview you did, wasn't it? <clears throat> no, no. I mean, this is a story that that we've been covering, that I've been covering for a while now, for a couple of months, and I know other people have covered it much longer. Um, a little bit of background on it. It's Her name is Paivi Rosinen, and she's a Finnish member of parliament. Uh, she, she actually has served in other roles, in government too. So she's been a well-respected official in Finland and she's a Christian. Her husband is a pastor, I believe. And she's I'm a, here a, today. A, sorry. That's okay. As I mentioned, she was a phys she's a physician. So again, well-respected person. Um, a couple of years ago in 2019, she sent a tweet um, and it was an image of um, the, a verse from Romans and she was reacting to her church in Finland. It's the official, you know, church of Finland, uh, supporting a pride a pride event. She was frustrated by it, and she said she prayed over what to say, and she decided to speak out, and she shared the verse, you know, from Romans, talking about the issue, and um, ended up. I mean, it's kind of remarkable um, being investigated by the police. Now they have freedom of speech and freedom of religion in Finland. But this sort of metastasized because once the tweet was out there and people were upset about that, they discovered that she wrote a pamphlet uh, back in 20, I think it was 2004. And the pamphlet was also about this topic of same-sex marriage and she was defending a biblical stance on it. And then there was an interview she did. And so all of these things ended up um, coalescing and there are actually – not only were there charges waged against her, this is actually the first time this has ever happened in Finland. Um, she essentially had a trial. The trial ended on Monday. So there will be a verdict in March and she faces up to two years in prison. So what what, la what laws did she violate and when did she violate them and when did these laws come into, to, into being? Because it seems to me like so, if it was clear back in 20, 2004, those things shouldn't apply unless the law existed then. Well, there, yeah, that's the confusing part because there, there seem this seems to be rooted, and I'm actually trying to pull up the actual charge that they have on her because the wording of it is really uh, particular. Um, and the interesting thing, while I'm pulling this up, she, there's a pastor, a bishop, who's being charged as well because they were the ones who actually published the pamphlet um, back in 2004. And they're saying, look, we don't really care what happens in our individual cases, but they're afraid that self-censorship and intimidation are going to be the bigger parts of this yep. because they're kind of being made an example of. Don't right. share 
you know, this idea, these ideas that you have that are so dangerous. Um, she shared with me in an interview today that one of the outcomes could also be that her pamphlet is banned. And she talked about how dangerous that is. You know, are you essentially banning a picture? She literally took a picture of Romans and put it on Twitter. Are you banning images of the Bible? Is this, you know, what is ha what is happening here? Um, this was a quote she had from a while back. Uh, this is an older interview. She said, being criminally charged for voicing my deeply held beliefs in a country that has such deep roots in freedom of speech and religion feels unreal. I do not see I would have in any way defamed homosexuals whose human dignity and human rights I have constantly said to respect and defend. And that was sort of her point today. She's like, I don't agree theologically with these issues, but I've said nothing hateful, right? right. Um, so she had shared, it was June 1st, 2019, where she shared Romans 1, 24 to 27. Um, and, you know, really she said that what's going to happen here, whatever happens to her is going to actually set the course of what is allowed free speech wise in Finland. So here is, um, here is the prosecutor general said that her comments and statements aren't merely unpalatable, but they are likely to cause hatred and intolerance. Apparently the prosecutor said that her statements quote, transcend freedom of speech and religion because they targeted the equality and dignity of homosexuals. So this is about causing harm with her words to other. It's a very dangerous case, okay? Right. I haven't seen anything in this case that indicated any sort of call for violence or anything like that. It was just her views mm. on the Bible. That's uh, kind of scary. Lucas, you were able to hear that? Were you able to hear that? Yes, I was. Okay, thoughts from the uh, the pastor man? I mean, look, I think this is coming to a a, a, a lo local township near you. You know, yeah. I mean, I think that this is this is where things are headed there. There's a few years ahead of us, probably. Um, but I'm not shocked by this. I mean, I think there's people in this country that would love to prosecute people for similar things. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we just have, you know, some of these uh, uh, some of the, you know, governments maybe in other countries that that don't have the same judeo-christian <laughs> framework that we do are able to do that a little a little uh quicker than we are yeah it's pretty scary it it's scary i mean the fact because i asked her like what's the worst that could happen to you and the two she said you know most likely it'll be a fine which is scary enough but it is possible to get for this charge a, you know as i mentioned a two-year prison sentence so this woman who is a i mean she is a not prime minister, but she is, she's a member, of, a member parliament, of parliament, right? Yeah. Right. And not just a member of parliament. She was a minister in, in the federal government at another point. I mean, this is like, <laughs> That's it's ridiculous. Just, it's wild. And, um, you know, she said nothing during the interview again, that would indicate she, it's not like she went out and said, I'm calling for violence upon this group of yeah. people. She shared a Bible verse. I mean, right. what in the world? Yes. Yeah, sharing something that someone could then use to then advocate for violence is not the same as actually advocating for violence. And that's what people don't understand. Well, you said something and someone that could really upset them and then they'll call for violence. Well, the criminal act is not that what I said. It's them calling for violence. That's the problem. It's not me saying these things because somebody took it out of context. And listen, saying that homosexuality is wrong, as this woman had said, that traditional marriage is the right way to go. It's not a calling for violence of any kind. It just because someone misused it doesn't mean anything. There's a whole lot of times scripture has been misused yeah, by people exactly right. to, to treat other people poorly. That's, we've seen that throughout human history, at least last the last 2,000 years we've seen it. 
Yeah, and 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 Jesus dealt with that in the in the New Testament when he's dealing with with the with the religious leaders who abused people using their misunderstanding and misinterpretation of Scripture. You know, two thousand years ago, this is not a new thing. But I think Lucas is right. It's coming let's, to well, a let's town. Not, let's not go crazy. Lucas being near, right. I, it's scary when Lucas is right. Yeah. I mean, he rescued a cat for goodness' sake, <laughs> uh, but you know, <laughs> I did rescue a cat. Yeah, this is, um, I, I don't know. I don't know where this goes next, but she was talking about how, you know, the rest of the, a lot of other European countries who have similar um, stances on on free speech, apparently. Wow. I mean, that's the thing I kept saying to her. Do you not have free speech in your, like, I don't understand. This is not computing for me. How, and she, and she talked about being interrogated for 13 hours total about oh, this too. You geez. know, she's being interrogated by the police. She's got her Bible out in the desk. And they're asking her, what did what did Paul mean when he wrote this letter to the Romans? Like they're asking these theological questions of her, and she's like, "Look, this it's is like where straight God out of the Book of Acts, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean, this is yeah, this is like you know Paul being before uh, you know Agrippa or something. Right. You know, it's it's it, this is which I mean, you know, in that regard, like that's awesome. I mean, I'm glad to see Christians in that in yeah. that world. I, I think that we have so many Christians that have backed down. I mean, we have pastors in America that won't even talk about gender or sexuality from the pulpit anymore right you know because they're afraid of backlash or they're afraid of you know somebody calling them out or being labeled something and right and i think that you know we need people that are willing to stand up for this so i i applaud that she's willing to be bold and and uh you know teach what she believes that that scripture says and and i think that we need a lot more of that absolutely no she's a she's a hero and Unless some other detail emerges that would call that into question, I've seen nothing. And to me, this is somebody who shared her faith. She's not backing down. Good and for her. I appreciate it. I mean, assuming she's telling the truth and assuming we've seen everything there is to see about what she said, I, good for her, right? Yeah. I hate for it to yeah. come out, yeah. you know, yep. that uh, in you know, a couple of days from now after this podcast, you know, post in a couple of days, we, see, we find out she's got, you know, bodies buried under the stairs of her house. It would be, you know, maybe. Not well, great, be less the, than great, but you know. And Lucas, to your credit, Lucas also pointed out not to throw another story out there, but I think it is important. Um, you know, John eight seven through eleven. Uh, you posted something from Voice of the Martyrs that this part of of scripture, uh, which obviously deals with the woman caught in adultery and the and the group of Jewish leaders prepared to stone her. Um, the Chinese Communist Party is rewriting the Bible oh. and they've apparently they've rewritten this section of scripture and it's fascinating. We've, I've got a story over at Faithwire about this. We did an interview. So tell us about this. With, yeah. Well, so, so have you seen this story, Chris? Do you well, know? I saw you sent me a video of an interview you did on this topic, but I only got to watch about a minute of it. So I don't know. You got to tell me the story. So, and Chad, if you would have read, if you would have read the Christian left, I did write about it in there. You know well, why? I, you. Do you know why I bought? I bought the Christian left for two reasons. One, so that I could pretend like I care about you and support you. And two, I needed something to keep the papers from just flying off my desk. So, oh my gosh, yeah, from your heavy. Chris, breathing. I just want to say that if you were stuck under my porch, <laughs> if you were stuck, stuck under, under my there. porch, I would leave you there. <laughs> you would see two beady animal eyes staring at you. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Well, Lucas is the expert on this, but I will just say that. This is a 10-year project that the communists are working on to essentially rewrite the Bible to comport with socialist values. And Naturally. Um, it's terrifying and really sad because, as you noted in a post on your Facebook page, Lucas, this is going to be the only av legally available Bible when it's complete in churches registered 
with the communist so party. So Lucas, tell us what has been That's rewritten. That's what people don't understand. Yeah, so like, um, you know, when I posted this, I had a lot of people saying, well, you know, true believers will know that that's not right. And and I, I agree that, that it, you know, the, the believers are going to be able to discern that. But the problem is, is if this does become the only translation that's available other than maybe bootleg, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, actual translations of scripture that are hidden in, you know, underground church, et cetera, then what happens is people come to Christ or people get saved or people start reading these things. This is all they know. Right. They don't have anything else to go to. And yeah, the Holy Spirit can give them revelation and, and they can say, hey, something's off here. Um, but this is being put out there as, it, you know, it's, it's revisionist. And, and we're seeing that with all sorts of history in America as well. This is not, you know, this concept is not new. It's happening really across the, the, the globe. Right. But, you know, at this level, I think this is the most drastic that we've ever seen this happen with Scripture being revamped. Um, arguably, probably outside of Aryan Christianity and Nazi Germany. I mean, that would so, be the only other time that I would see would come anywhere close to this. Wow. Let me just add to that, Lucas. Let me. So John 8, 7 through 11, after the crowd leaves, right? They don't stone her because Jesus, you know, writes in the sand. Most, I, I love to imagine what he was writing in the sand. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Writing on the ground. But but after this, here's what their version says. Quote, when everyone went out, Jesus stoned the woman himself and said, quote, I am also a sinner. Oh really? That's what that's what the yes. new version says. Yes. Well, it's like how they rewrote the ending of of uh, Fight Club. You heard about that story, right? I mean, that's oh yeah, just like that. Yeah. Well, you, but you understand what I did. You see that story? <laughs> well, I'm not 83 years old, okay. so I don't watch so Fight just, Club. Uh, just a few weeks ago, the story came out. Do you, are you aware of the movie Fight Club? It is I a mean, cult yeah, classic. Yeah, when I was an infant, when it came out, yeah. So, Tyler Durden. I was I was in high school, Chris. Or okay, same same here. In, so maybe college. So Brad Pitt and Ed Norton are in Fight Club, and right. So it turns out that the it, spoiler alert that that Ed Norton and Brad Pitt are the same person. It's just that Brad Pitt, Tyler Durden, is Ed Norton's you know uh, split personality kind of deal. So anyway, there are terrorist organizations that are going to blow things alter up, ego. right? It's his alter ego, right? And so he is going to blow things up. They've got all these bombs that are going to go off. And at the end of the movie, you see all these bombs going off across the city. Well, China, China, you get toward the, 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 the end of the movie to the point where the right where the climax, right where the things are going to start to blow up and the screen goes blank and they put text on the screen, China, the, the one that's in China. And it says, uh, Tyler Durden and his associates were caught by the police and surrendered and the police figured everything out and no one was killed. <laughs> I mean, that's, they went and changed it. I mean, it's it's that blatant, just as as blatant as what you just shared from the uh, from the scripture change. Yeah, well, it's it's crazy town, but we got to pray for them because it's it's getting rougher and rougher in China. Well, speaking of China, have you guys been following the Olympics? I mean, Billy, you banned the Olympics. In your I will. House, right? I will not follow the Olympics or yeah, deal with it. I Congrats to everybody winning. I hope the blood and on everybody's hands is wonderful. <laughs> um, I am not taking part. Right, true. Christ, I, I true Christians. Same. I, true Christians don't watch the Olympics, right, Billy? Yeah. No, I'm. I'm in agreement with you on that, Billy. We've we've not watched any of the Olympics, and uh, yeah, they never should have been over there. Nope. I, and, and, I I agree and that NBC, they should. NBC and everybody profiting off of this. It's gross. I agree that they shouldn't have been over there. I think that profiting off of it is, is bad news. I don't think that my watching it or not watching it makes one whit of difference at all when it comes to 
what's going on in China. I don't think it makes any difference. And so that we have watched some of it here. My wife's a huge Olympics person. She loves the Olympics. I enjoy winter Olympics. So I've watched some, but, um, I am extreme I on the it, Olympics to this point. But what I want I, is what I want is for our athletes and other athletes from other Western countries and for NBC to come out and say, this is what's going on, right? I would force have loved for China our to pull the to force not, China force China to pull the plug. Force the uh, the Olympic Committee to pull the plug. Well, I would have loved for well, but here's the thing. It stops somewhere. No offense, but like and I get I get your perspective, but that's what everybody's saying. Well, it doesn't matter if it I doesn't. do this, it doesn't matter if everybody just didn't do it. It would have an impact, and I, to me, to me, if I, and I know this is an extreme stance, and I have I I said it once on Twitter, I even would have been happy to see athletes pull out of it. I I think honestly the right thing. Yeah, great. I'm glad that you trained and I'm glad you worked hard. I get that, but there are one to three million people in concentration camps. I listen. I totally agree, and I would 100% stand up and applaud any athlete that says I'm not going. I'm not going to be a part of this. 100%. I'm just saying my eyeballs on my screen make not one lick of difference when it comes to this. So it's going to be broadcast anyway. I'll watch it. I just, I hate the hypocrisy too. You know, I mean, when you saw how, say, Trump was treated or, you know, other figures in the media are treated as if they're, you know, this person's a Nazi, they're, they're right. this, and we're going to ban them and boycott them, and I'm not going anywhere near, you know, this. And now you have actual, right. you know, tyrants running concentration camps and you know you have all these networks and you know all the sponsors going oh we love them this is great you right. know take my money right um and it's yeah it's it's ridiculous no i get it's no awful. i get that i get that i just still watching a little bit but Wait, i would love I, mcdonald's I, but i would I listen i would i would applaud any athlete that that pulled out i would applaud any athlete who makes a stand publicly in china during the olympics and anybody on nbc who would have the guts to come out and say something Right? I'm not going to judge fired. anybody for watching it. I understand your position. I'm repulsed enough to not turn it on. No, That's that. where I'm I can, at. And I can, I can only that. speak for myself. I can get that. Yep. Totally get it. Well, and you're apparently you're a bad person. I'm well, kidding. there's, there's I, also I that. It. I know a lot of people who are watching. I just I only can't. Watch I have it, no interest. I, I only watch it wearing that Valentine's mask that you saw me in. So. Which probably makes your family not want to watch with you. So maybe that's a deterrent, <laughs> a healthy deterrent. Keep that, the mask on. That might be a good idea. Well, Chris, are you sure you're not watching like the food Olympics? <laughs> no, that's I'm participating in. I'm participating in the food Olympics. She has the worst, the the wrong Olympics. She's got it wrong. She's she's eating, watching a pie eating contest. Yeah, it's but it's fun. So there's that. Speaking the of church boys. At the U.S. Capitol, I'm Kate Scanlon, EWTN News In-Depth.